Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Buckington. The Yankees now lead it by a score three to two. Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees and there they go. Tech and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts, safe. What can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. John Senecal, really the creator of the podcast, Brian Shackman, came along for the ride. And here we are, 107 episodes in. And... You know, I'm going to take this. Listen, we have a couple things coming up. We're, we have a special guest on scouting in two weeks, and we're going to do our season preview next week. And and right now we're talking about the World Baseball Classic. And I'm just going to throw it out. I did not watch one inning. You didn't watch any of it. Not an you, inning. You lived through our, our, our text I rate. loved watching it. I, you know, you're, so uh, <laughs> producer Matt Royce, who comes on the show uh, from time to time and helps produce the show, and John both big Yankee fans. They were we were on a three-way uh, text chain, and and it's always colorful and entertaining. And they were doing a, a a thread on the WBC, and I didn't. If you noticed, I was silent for, yeah. for the most part. I thought you just didn't like us or something. No, no, no. Well, I don't or... like you, but um, I didn't watch any of it. And at first, it was because I just was focused on March Madness and other things. And then I sort of was like, I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna watch it. First of all, I didn't know where to watch it. Yeah, and. And then you know, but I I was really enjoying reading about it, and and I have a very specific take, and I think the take is important because I think it's based on the fact that I didn't watch. And so I don't know if you want to just talk about Trout versus Otani or the tournament in general, or you want to hold off on my take, or you want me to just go right into it. Um, I'll just say something quick about the tournament in general. I mean, just to echo what everyone else has been saying is that I mean. Great for baseball. I mean, I watched pretty much all of it, except for a few of the first pool play games that were like in Japan. You know, it started at five right. in the morning. But everything from the quarterfinals on, I pretty much watched. That was all in game. Miami? Miami and Arizona, okay. yeah. Um, but great for baseball. I mean, yeah, we can get into more of the game and stuff. I mean, I want to hear your take. But overall, my impression, um, 
This time around, even better for the game. I think in 2017 when I watched it, I was a little critical of the, the international players and they're celebrating and all that. But I feel like, but because they were sort of rubbing in the American yeah, faces, a, you, or? Know, the, you know, the party atmosphere, yeah. you know, the, the 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 balloon animals and stuff as you're going around the bases, that kind of stuff. I mean, right. it's still a little excessive to us American baseball enthusiasts, right. but I've grown to accept that a little bit more. Um, and I thought it was great to just see that energy. It's it was interesting to see that the U.S. No matter how hard they struck, they never really hit that level of energy. Right. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Trey Turner will hit a grand slam to go ahead against Venezuela, but he's not. He's not doing dancing bears around the bases. No, but that's not his personality exactly, either. Right? Exactly, but neither none of the players on that American te- uh, USA team had that going. It was just the salute and move on pretty yeah, much. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, let's hear your take. Okay, so I heard some people talking yesterday about how the most watched baseball game ever was the 86 World Series Game 7. Yep. And that this game between Japan and the United States could beat that. I think it did. I don't know what the the numbers that, are. That's so, what they said. It, so it, yeah. say it does, but the reason it would would be because of viewership in Japan. Yep. So and because it's a global number, it's still a, basically half of the Super Bowl, by the way. But and and some people think that that number shouldn't count because it doesn't just include the U.S. And and this is sort of my point and why it dovetails with the fact that I didn't watch a single inning, is that the future of baseball is not America. It, it, and, not, and I'm not even just talking about – I'm not talking about players. I'm talking about consumption and popularity and all of that stuff. Now, whether they someday have a league where there's two teams in Asia – you know, six teams in Asia, 16 in the U.S. and 16 – whatever. The, my point is is that even as great as it was, most Americans aren't paying attention. And as great as it was, the place where it meant the most were these Latin American countries who were so – I mean, I was in, in Puerto Rico at the beginning, and I can't tell you, and it's part of the United States, I can't tell you how many shirts and hats I saw because they love to be able to represent their where they're from. And I think for a lot of the smaller countries, that's a bigger deal. It's a big deal for the U.S., but it, it, it's different because I, I think these countries don't have the opportunity to do what they do, especially go against people like the U.S. So I think what it says is if you want baseball to make it another 160 years, it's not a U.S. story, and that to me is what my my takeaway is. Yeah, it's interesting. You you know you have that take because you know we're, we just got done watching the World Baseball Classic, right? And now we're going to kick into MLB season, right? And the, the Japanese League season is going to kick off too, um, and they're going to be fighting for a World Series. Now you think World Series, and you, like you just said, it's that's not a global event. Yeah, it's a global event for the players on the team that might be from other countries, correct? Yeah, but it's not you representing your team. So. I, I, in a way, it's like almost like, you know, do you have to change the whole focus of how that is said and how that's played going forward? You know, is it truly a World Series if you're not playing against the best in the world? Because if you look at the way this World Baseball Classic shaped up, you got Team USA out there who has, by no doubt, a very mediocre pitching staff. Granted, I would say 70% of the best players in American players were probably on the team as sure. far as position players. You could have done better, but the pitching staff was definitely lacking. And then you're going up against basically an all-star team in Japan, right? Right. Every single one of their players was the stud at their position. Including the one who had the most to lose in Shohei Otani. Exactly. Who's about to probably make half a billion dollars. And so this this brings me to my, my second leg of the point, which is... You know, we just saw this video of, you know, Lionel Messi in Argentina. You can't, thousands of people show up at the restaurant where he's having dinner. And he plays in the World Cup. There's no question about it. Is there a way, 
because the these these players. I mean, listen. I think Messi and Messi makes fifty made fifty million dollars, and I think Cristiano Ronaldo makes like seventy million a year. So don't tell me they don't make as much money, but somehow they find a tournament that fits that every single of the best players on the planet play in the tournament. And what I don't know how to do, I don't know how to fix it. And it, and soccer plays as much as as frequently as baseball. I'm sorry, they play. Between all the tournaments yep. and and the leagues and then the national stuff, they're playing all the time. How can baseball make it so Adam Wainwright's not your best pitcher for Team USA? And it, you can say it's insurance or this or that. There's too much, but you can't tell me there's too much money at stake because soccer does it. Yeah, but I think you know it's it's different. I don't. I, I'm going to say it's different because listen, they've got when you have this much money invested in your players, right? Soccer does it. Same with PSG. Same I with get, Man City. That, right? So the soccer the soccer players make what they make seventy million a year, right? Well, is that's the top. Is he making that much? Well, in Ronaldo, salary? Ronaldo actually is with the Saudi Arabia thing or whatever. But generally speaking, the top players are making twenty. So they're making what MLB players make. But mm-hmm. is there six players on the soccer team that are making that much money? Probably not. Right. They're making probably like league minimum what MLB would be making. There's probably two players. But how does that, that change the debate? Well, I just feel like, listen, so if you're going to talk about the t- because it changes the debate because these guys own these players too, right? And they're greedy as hell MLB owners, right? And they're not going to let these guys go out there and risk all that money. Look at Altuve just got hurt. Diaz got hurt. We know that, right? So well, it's, it's how is that different thing. than soccer? Then it's not a bigger I business. A, I don't know if it's different than soccer. I mean, John Henry owns a soccer team and a baseball team, right? And he had three, three or four players in this tournament. Yep. And any one of them could have got hurt. But totally. I'm saying if if Clayton Kershaw is bowing out because they're not going to cover his insurance policy, and you know if Kyle Tucker last night in the game fouled the ball off his leg the game before, and he was. Could have came in in a very crucial situation. He didn't come in. You know for a fact he was either hurt and couldn't play, or the Astros were like, whoa, get him off the freaking field, Right, dude. it was more the latter. Right? So there's too much invested. And I, and you'll say, well, how does that differ? And I'll say it differs because it's the American sport, right, so-called American sport, baseball, and they're going to – these owners are going to freak the hell out if these players well, – it's going to have to be negotiated in some sort of collective right, bargaining right. or something because the U.S. is never – going to beat these teams without better pitching. So, I mean, I, I have to have the qualifier. I, I mean, I threw the topic on you without preparation or research, so it's not like I expect you to have, and I don't even know what the, the answer is is necessarily for me either. I mean, they have to look at probably relocating the series maybe to the middle of the season and shut down MLB well, for a couple weeks. Right. I mean, there's that, a lot to talk about with yeah. that. I don't know. I don't know what works, but what I am saying is that if you really – care about the game long term if you could find a way to make the world baseball classic like soccer's world cup it would be exponentially better for the sport yeah and it would be awesome and you know what the u.s might be big favorites but i can tell you it wouldn't be a slam dunk and they'd still have a lot of competition u.s u.s has the most talent still in the world but that doesn't mean it's not there isn't as much balance in baseball as there is in soccer. I mean that's one of the key caveats, but I still think it's worth pursuing because you know, right now baseball as much money is in it, you know, it's never going to be number 1 in the US again, I don't think. And it doesn't mean it can't be tremendously successful, but it's never going to be football as long as football is in existence. Yeah. And the NBA arguably for some is 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 even more popular. But you look than at baseball. these players, right? So you look at Shohei Otani and 
they, they leave Japan for a reason, right? They leave Japan to come and play in the United States because they want to play against the best and they want to make the most money. Right. That's, but where, I, that's I think where it's going to happen. Sure. Right? And I think it's a lot of it has to do with they want to play in the best league, the best league. in the world. And they, they know that if they do well, they'll get paid. And everybody in that country is watching Shohei Otani, right? right. It is a, it's a, there's a dedication there. Japan, they are crazy about baseball. Unlike you said, the U.S., where U.S. has got soccer, they got football, which will probably always rule, and they have baseball. So you have the competition. But if a player's coming over from another country, picture like Raphael Devers when he's going to sign as a free agent with the Red Sox, and he's gone. He's dipping and going to Japan. He's going to play the rest of his career there. As a fan, you're thinking, oh, Jesus, what the hell? But this, this country is waking up, and they're watching every one of this dude's games. That's like me saying, like, all right, well, Aaron Judge just left. I'm going to devote the rest of my sports watching to watching him at five o'clock in the morning all the time. You know, there's a dedication there. So this is a huge opportunity, like you said, for major league baseball to grow, uh, grow the sport. Right. Because like you said, if I, I would be hard pressed to think that 50 years from now we could, if we're alive, you know, we could have this conversation and be like, we're talking about a World Series that's only played with 30 teams in MLB in the United States. I just don't see it happening. You think there'll be... It'll be different. Right. So, like, you'll have a division. I mean, I think it like would be great. you would be the U.S. champion. Right. But then you got to so like figure the, out... So, like, Little League? Like, Little League does it? I guess. I would think so. But then again, it's like, well, you just played this whole championship to win the championship with a bunch of players from other countries. Now, now we got to figure out... I don't know. It's just, it's just. Well, there's a travel issue until we get to do like beam me up, Scotty, or supersonic travel. It's, it's going to be some issues. You could it, have. It would take three months to play. You could have a division in Asia, maybe, <laughs> and then. But I mean, Europe doesn't have it, you know. And then you could have a Latin division, a U.S. division, and and an Asian division, and maybe shorten all the seasons and then find each a division. I don't know. Play, yeah. But your point is, is that it won't be just you know St. Louis versus the I, I would, Chicago White Sox. And if it's, and if it isn't. If it is, I would think it would it would the global stage would advance to a point where you know they would play each other. I guess more. I don't know how you would figure that out because if you're going to be playing players yep. in the U.S., it, it's a very complicated thing. And of course, when you loop, like you said, you loop the injury issues into it. I mean, uh, two of the biggest stars in going right now got yeah. hurt and they're yeah. out. And who knows what else came out of that? We don't even know yet. I mean, there could have been guys that tweaked all sorts of crap. Soto's on the bench right now. He's hurt. So it's like, who knows? You think the U.S. players, last thing last thing for me, and then you might have something else to say, do you think that the U.S. players really cared about putting on the – did you feel a pride about wearing the jersey in an Olympic kind of way? Yeah, I don't see – yes, I did. I think so. I mean, far from all the fanfare and walking out in the field with uh, flags and everything, I do think that, and I don't see how you couldn't. Because um, I think, you know, a lot of these players, well, I don't think a lot of them. I think most of them had, had Team USA experience coming up through the, through the lower ranks. And, you know, and his, historically, that's how MLB, uh, how Team USA baseball was until, like, the Olympics in, what, 2006 or something? No, I don't even no remember idea. when it was. But baseball has not been a professional international sport where professional players are playing. So the, for the guys that were fortunate enough to do it and actually play for USA baseball, I think, you know, maybe it, it held – a little bit different meaning because they had done it before. But, you know, I think guys like Cedric Mullins, I don't think Kyle Tucker ever did. And, I mean, Kyle Higashioka, I mean, he didn't really play. But And then you look at guys like Bobby Witt Jr., who's a huge superstar, who they was basically just on the team for the next round, which right. they've already announced for 2026. So the long answer to your question is yes. How could you not? Um, but I still feel like if you're gonna if you're going to sit there and you're going to say we want our best players, you got to get the best. I mean, right. you, can't, you can't go out there with a bunch of pitchers that are just – 
They're not. They're not your top tier on your team in the MLB. So why would they be the top tier on your team in the USA? All right, John, any final thoughts on what you saw? Yeah, I'm going to echo kind of what I said before about, you know, if you're going to get the best players to play, that's what you need to win, right? And that also includes the best coaching staff. Um, they went with Mark DeRosa this time around. Last time it was Jim Leland. So if anybody knows anything about Jim Leland, he's a baseball lifer. He's been a manager up right. until 2017 for a zillion years. The Tigers, I'm mean, at the Tigers. Yeah, the Tigers and the Pirates. And the, Is DeRosa, he retired? And and the, uh, no, DeRosa was a former player and he yeah. was an MLB network analyst, right? And this is his first gig, which is fine, right? But is this the time to put someone at their first gig. So he never managed. No, he's never managed before. And as a matter of fact, what he did was his way of practicing managing, he even said this in an interview, was he ghost managed the World Series last year. He went and he made his own lineups. And as the game progressed, he did what he thought he would do. Each manager did. And then he compared it to Dusty Baker and Rob Thompson. So that was basically his practice. So, you know, obviously when you have superstars, you're, you're kind of resting on their laurels too and how they're going to perform and they're going to perform elitely, but you still have to pull the strings. And if you look at like, let's just talk about the game last night, not, well, the final game. And, uh, you know, in the eighth inning, you have a chance with Trey Turner on first base with one out and Cedric Mullins up. You know, you got to steal, right? You got to try to steal with one out because you're still down by one run. And if he gets caught, you still have a chance with a home run. Now, granted, hopefully Kyle Tucker would have been up there. I think he was hurt. Um, but Trey Turner is the fastest guy in MLB. And then you go to the next inning where Jeff McNeil has like one of the best at-bats you'll ever see laying off those pitches that are like spitting on the outside corner of the plate at 100 miles an hour. He gets on base. And then Bobby Witt, who's probably the second fastest player in MLB, comes in, and he doesn't steal. The inning before... Darvis is pitching way slow to the plate. You got to go there. I can understand, I guess. Maybe Mookie, they just didn't have the philosophy of playing any small ball, but you still got in a I tight, like low scoring to, game. You have to. You have to take a chance, yeah. especially when you know runs are few and far between, yeah. and you still have that shot to knock it out and tie it with a home run. So yes, you got the two fastest players, probably two two of the four fastest players in MLB with a shot to steal in there. Just like Dave Roberts in 04, you got to go for it. So, final takeaways. Get a real manager. Yeah, I mean, you know, no. Going forward, yeah, maybe he's a good manager, but you know, he's a rookie. He's young. I mean, he's a baseball. He's been in baseball, but has he ever managed? Right? And he, you know, he had Jerry Manuel with him, and I know Ken Griffey Jr. was there, Andy Pettit, and Jerry Manuel has a lot of managing experience. You know, he has a lot of coaching experience, but he, you know, the manager still has to make the calls, and we're the ones that are crucial about it afterwards, right? He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. You've been listening to episode 107. A fan base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Next week, by the way, we'll do our preview. And then we have a great, an author wrote a book on scouting. So uh, get your predictions ready, John. Every time I think you hear scouting, I think of that Clint Eastwood movie where he was like. Oh, The Curve. The uh, Curve, The Trouble with the Curve. Yeah, with Justin Timberlake. And his daughter, I think his daughter was trying to be a scout too. Or Clint Eastwood's Amy daughter. Ad was it Amy, Amy Adams? Amy Adams, yeah. 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 It was not a bad movie. No. And that's, I feel like that was like, Clint Eastwood was like 80, and that was like 30 years ago. I know. And he was going, but part of the movie was he was going blind. And yeah. he could still, I mean, the skills he had, he could, uh, he knew what pitch it was just on hearing it. So he could, people didn't know he was blind because he could still call the pitches based on the pop of the glove, which yeah. I love. I love that. I don't see I many of those stuff. like 80 year old scouts behind the plate. Anymore. No, but there's a real conversation to be had. And this is what we'll have with this, this, this gentleman. Is about you know where the value falls because I do feel that even in the Moneyball era, and the movie just destroys scouting, right? I mean, it just destroys yeah. it. But I still think that there's some value in part of it, even if it's not you know looking for Fabio. I mean, that scene I have to just say, I was that was my goodbye. But that scene in the 
when they were first throwing out names at the beginning of the uh, the off season was yeah. one of the one of my favorite scenes in movie history when they're just talking about all the old guys purposely one with a hearing aid you know it's just yeah. like talking about good body bad body I can't wait for that conversation alright John we'll talk to you soon yep looking forward to it We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.